Toddsville Grace Church would like to invite you to listen to a sermon by our pastor, Todd Nybert. We are located at 4137 Todd's Road, two miles outside of Manowar Boulevard. Sunday services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 p.m. Bible study is at 945 a.m. Wednesday services are at 7 p.m. Nursery is provided for all services. For more information, visit our website at toddsroadgracechurch.com. Now here's our pastor, Todd Nybert. I'm going to read a passage of scripture from John chapter 4, but I would like to announce the title of this message. What is faith? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I would believe if I knew what it meant. What is faith? And the passage of scripture I'm going to read answers that question. If you can get uh, a Bible and follow along with me, I believe that would be helpful. What is faith? In John chapter 4, beginning in verse 46, so Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. That's where he uh, performed his first miracle that's mentioned in the book of John, in John chapter 2. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. Now this was a town that was about approximately 15 miles away from Cana. When he heard, the man whose son was sick, when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee... He went unto him and besought him that he would come down. Uh, Cana was above Galilee, and he asked him, he besought him, he begged him, he implored him to come down to Capernaum and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him. Now, if you don't have a Bible, try to think of what he would say. Somebody says, well, I would say, he would say, okay, I'll come down and heal him. But this man actually is met with a rebuke at this time. When he comes with this desperate need and says, my son's at the point of death, would you come down and heal him? The Lord said unto him, except you see signs and wonders... You will not believe. Why, you need to see me come down and heal your son before you can believe, or before you will believe. This is actually a rebuke. Did that stop the man? The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. There's faith. If you want to know what faith is, there it is. The man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, this is the next day, the servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend, and they said unto him, Yesterday. 
at the seventh hour, 1 p.m., the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea unto Galilee. What is faith? Let me say three or four things about faith before we look at the answer this passage of Scripture gives us. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, faith is the saving grace. And you and I will not be saved apart from faith, whatever it is. By grace are you saved through faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I will not be saved, you will not be saved unless we personally believe. And he tells us that that faith is not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. If you and I have faith, we're going to understand that that faith we have is what God gave us. It's not the product of our decision, it's not the product of our free will, God gave it to us. And to not believe that is to believe salvation by works. To believe salvation by works is to not believe the gospel at all. Now, faith is the saving grace. What is it? And I suppose you could say this about every other doctrine in the Bible, but there's no subject that has more wrong conceptions and misunderstandings than this. What is Faith. Now, I want to tell you a story. The Lord entered Cana where he'd made the water into wine. And there was a town some 15 miles uh, south of that where there was a nobleman. He was um, an official uh, in Herod's court, a Gentile, probably wealthy and influential a nobleman, and he had a son who was sick at the point of death. Now put yourself in this man's place. Capernaum was a place where the Lord had performed many miracles in the past, and I have no doubt that this nobleman had heard about these miracles. If uh, someone uh, in uh, if a man had come into the Markey Cancer Center at the University of Kentucky and started healing people, uh, not saying you'll be healed if you have enough faith, but I mean just healing them. They were dying and he healed them. And uh, You reckon everybody in Lexington hear about it? Well, you, you can be sure of it. It'd be in the front page of the Herald-Leader. Everybody would know about this. Well, this man had heard of these miracles, and I don't know what he thought about them. Maybe he was skeptical. Maybe he believed them, and it's a good thing to know if I ever need it. Um, we don't know exactly what he felt about this, but now he has a need. And he's thinking, 
would he, could he heal my son? He now hears differently. He hears by way of a need. You see, the whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. He healed them that had need of healing. And when the Lord does something for somebody, he creates in them a need. You know, there's a lot of people that just don't need the gospel. There's a lot of people that don't need the gospel of God's grace. They're fine with the salvation by works. But when they see they're a sinner and they need God to do something for them, they hear differently. Now, this man, when he heard, verse 47, when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him. I imagine he got up at six that morning because a 15-mile walk, maybe at a horse, I don't know, uh, but a 15-mile walk would take, what, five, six hours? I would suppose he... Uh, left at 6 a.m. because he knew he had to get to the Lord to see if the Lord would heal his son. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and he besought him. He besought him that he would come and heal, come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Now, How does the Lord answer him? He answers him with a rebuke. Now somebody may be thinking, is it that harsh? Everything the Lord does is right, whether we understand it or not. So we would be wise to not judge anything the Lord does by our standards. What he does is right. But he gives this man a rebuke when he comes with this need to heal his son. He said, except ye see signs and wonders... You will not believe. Now, how did this man respond? Here's how he responded. He didn't get mad. He didn't get offended. You see, if you need, a rebuke will not turn you away. If you can be turned away, it's because you didn't have the need. If you need, you cannot be turned away. I remember when they told Bartimaeus, to hold his peace, to quit crying for mercy. And the scripture says he cried the more, a great deal. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He had a need of mercy. You remember the Syrophoenician woman, her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil and she comes to the Lord and the scripture says, he answered her not a word. Now did she get mad? No, she kept crying. The disciples said, send her away. She cries after us. He said, I'm not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, Christ says, I've only come for the elect. Did that turn her away? Well, that's not fair. No, then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he, he said, it's not, take, it's not right to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. She said, that's the truth, Lord. If I ever heard the truth, that's it. I'm a dog, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You see, she had a need. This man had a need, and he would not Turn away. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Verse 50. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way. Thy son liveth. He did not say, If you have enough faith, your son will live. And if he doesn't live, it's because you didn't have enough faith. 
You know, preachers present faith that way sometimes, and somebody that presents faith that way doesn't even know what faith is. Uh, They're strangers to God, strangers to the gospel. He didn't say, if you have enough faith, your son will live, as if 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 he dies, it's your fault because you didn't have enough faith. No, he made this announcement, go thy way, thy son liveth. And the scripture says the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. And he demonstrates this by the fact that he didn't go straight home. Remember, it was 1 p.m. He had enough time to get home. He might have been tired, but he had enough time to get home in order to see if his son was in fact healed. But he felt no need to because he believed what the Lord said. He believed he was healed. The Lord said, your son lives. He believed and he went and got his hotel, got himself a hotel room. And he starts back to Capernaum the next day. Verse 51. And as he went, and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him saying, thy son liveth. Now he already knew that. He wasn't surprised. He believed he lived because the Lord said he did. That's what faith is. It's believing what he has said. It's because of you know who he is. He can't lie. Anything that he says must be true. He has the power to make anything he says come to pass because of who he is. You believe what he said because you know who he is. He knew who he was. And he inquired of the servants... He inquired of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said to him yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. It just left. It was gone. One o'clock, boom, it's gone. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth. When was he healed? One o'clock. Well, that's exactly when the Lord said, thy son liveth. And as soon as the Lord said, thy son liveth, immediately the fever left him. He's healed. And what does it say then? And himself believed and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Galilee. Now, like I said, I have no doubt this man had heard about the healings of Christ. But now he has a need. His son's at the point of death. You know when you're going to see Christ... When you need him. When you need him. When he heard of Jesus, he went down. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him. Now here's where faith begins with hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. And when he heard of Jesus, he came down to him. Now this I'm sure When you have no other options, you'll come to him. As long as you have other options, you won't. As long as you're given a choice, you won't. But when you have no other options, you will come to him. This man came because he had no other options And he besought him, he begged him. There was no sense of entitlement, no bargaining or an offer of 
payment. He said, come down. Come down. Now, as much as is commendable about this man, one thing is clear. He had too low a view of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, somebody says, why do you say that? The fact that he said, come down and heal him. As if the Lord had to be there in his physical presence to heal him. Now, if you'll remember, the Lord spoke of the man who had the greatest faith in all of Israel. It was a Roman centurion who had a servant who was sick. And the centurion loved his servant, but he didn't feel himself worthy to come to the Lord to ask and tell him of the situation. So he sent somebody to tell him. And the Lord said, I'll go down and heal him. And the man through his servant said, I'm not worthy for you to even come under my roof. And I'm not worthy uh, to come to you. That's why I've sent somebody else. Um, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. I, because of who you are, listen, I understand authority. I've got servants. I say unto one go and he goes and another comes and he comes and another do this and he does it. I understand authority and I know you have all authority and I know all you have to do is will it and my servant shall be healed. He believed in the supremacy of the will of Jesus Christ. He believed the same thing that leper believed, who said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. My salvation is up to your will. Oh, the, you know it was the will of Christ that created the universe. It was he who said, let us make man in our own image. It's the will of Christ that controls everything in providence. He's in control of everything. Uh, if you're saved, it's because he willed your salvation. It's the will of Christ that controls salvation. Now, this man said, could you come down? He didn't understand that uh, Christ could heal remotely, simply as an act of his will. And what does the Lord say to him at this time? He says, go your way. Your son liveth. Go your way. You know, the gospel is, go your way. Go your way. It's not constraint. It's not manipulating and forcing people. Go your way. Your son lives. Now, why did the Lord rebuke this man? Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Well, let me tell you why he rebuked him. It's because if you believe who he is, you won't need signs and wonders. The only reason you would need a sign or a wonder or an evidence is because you really do not believe who he is and you need more proof. I need signs. I need wonders. Um... Some people that way about salvation. They need proof. I need to see more victory in my life. Just his word saying I'm healed, that's not enough. Uh, I need to see more power in my life. I need to see more victory in my life. I need to see more stuff happening. Then I could believe. Yeah, but you wouldn't believe believing in him. You'd be believing in yourself. Um, go your way. 
Your son lives. Oh, I need some evidence. How can I know? Just because he said it. Nothing else is needed. Go your way. Your son lives. And with no other evidence but the word of Christ, he believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Faith is believing what he said, because you know who he is. That's the important part. It's not just blindly believing, it's knowing who he is. And because of who he is, what he says must be. You know, the first time believing is mentioned is in Genesis chapter 15 when God had promised Abraham, you look at the stars, can you count them? So shall your seed be. Abraham didn't have any children. But he believed what God said. He had no evidence that this could take place, but the word of God, he believed what God said. This man believed the word of Christ. And he went his way. Now, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. He's Lord. He's Jesus, the Savior. He's God's Christ. He's God's prophet, priest, and king. Believe on Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. To him that worketh not, but believeth. On him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. You see, faith is believing him. Most folks think, well, faith is believing you're saved. That's not what faith is. You can believe you're saved and not be. What about that crowd, Matthew chapter 7, where they said, Lord, Lord, they thought they were saved. Have we not preached in your name? In your name have we not cast out demons? And in your name have we not done many wonderful works? Note their quantity, many. Note their quality, wonderful. They had such a high opinion of what they've done. And then the Lord said, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. Oh, how many people think they're saved when they're not because they think, well, if I think I'm saved, I must be. I'm, uh, that's faith. No, that's not faith. Faith is in Christ. It's not in yourself. It's in Christ. It's not in your experience. It's in Christ. You look to him only. That's what faith is. Now, this is helpful. Let's go on reading. And as he was now going down, this is the next day, he found a place to stay, and he was now, as, as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. You know, he already knew that, didn't he? And the reason he already knew it is because the Lord told him, Your son lives. And he believed the word. You will too if God gives you faith. He believed the word that Jesus had spoken. Then inquired he of them the hour which he began to amend, and they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth. Now the father knew his son lived the moment the Lord said, Thy son liveth. The fever left him. The father knew when he knew the time. Now let me speak in closing about knowing the time. I know when 
I was saved. I know exactly when I was saved. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about a calendar date. I'm not saying I was saved on December 12th, 1974. I remember when it happened. I was there when it happened. I've heard people say that. Matter of fact, I remember hearing a preacher say once, if you don't know when you were saved as far as the time, you're probably not saved. He said, if you, break your, if you broke your leg, you know when it took place. Well, that's foolishness. Uh, I don't remember when I was born. That doesn't mean I wasn't born, does it? I don't remember the day of my birth, but I, I was born that day, even though I don't remember when it was. Doesn't take away from the fact that I was born. Now, when I say I know when I saved, I'm not saying I know the calendar date when I was saved, because I don't. And it's a good thing I don't, because if I did, I'd look back to that experience for assurance. If I'd start thinking, I wonder whether or not I'm saved. Well, back then, I, I, I'd uh, fill in the blank. I, I experienced something, therefore I must be saved. That's, a, that's looking to experience and not Christ. Well, when were you saved? I was saved before the foundation of the world. 2 Timothy 1.9 says he, sa- he saved us and he called us. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I was saved before time began when Christ took full responsibility for my salvation. He's called the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. I was saved when Jesus Christ died. He was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. You see, when he died, all my sin was paid for and I was justified. God declared me to be just. When he said, it is finished, my salvation was finished. I was saved when Jesus Christ died. His life is given to me. My sins were paid for. And I'm saved when I believe the gospel. Romans chapter 10, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Now it's evident they were not saved. Paul wanted them to be, but they were not. He says concerning these people, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. They're religious, no question about that, but not according to knowledge. They don't have the true knowledge of the gospel. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And you know when you believe? When you actually trust Christ as your personal righteousness before God. You've quit trying to establish your own righteousness. You know you don't have any. And you trust Christ as your personal righteousness before God. You trust Christ as the end of the law for righteousness. Now that's when a man is saved. When he hears and believes the gospel. Trusting Jesus Christ as his personal righteousness before God. We have this message on DVD and CD. If you get on the church website or call the church or write, we'll send you a copy. This is Todd Niver praying that God will be pleased to make himself known to you. That's our prayer. Amen. Mm-hmm.
To receive a copy of the sermon you have just heard, send your request to todd.nybert at gmail.com or you may write or call the church at the information provided on the screen.